Hello, welcome to Let's Walk Home. I'm your host, Rob. This is the Age of Sigma Stat Center, where I, along with the Twitch chat, look through all the event results that have happened over the weekend. A special th- thank you to Warhammer Rob, different Rob to me, better Rob, uh, for sending me all the info. And in a few weeks, we'll be updating the stats for what we've seen from the past two massive events, uh, LVO last week. And then this week, we'll be covering CanCon uh, or Court of Glory at CanCon uh, with 180 players playing it in Australia, which is great. I would like to also shout out um, to Norway before we get into this any deeper for winning the Nordic Masters, which is a team event uh, between Sweden, uh, Norway, Denmark, uh, and Finland and Finland. Uh, so congratulations to Norway pipping it. I think by one point in what is a devastatingly tough field up against the current world team championship champions, Denmark. Also, Sweden did particularly well and they even pipped around against Denmark. So in my personal opinion, going into the world team championships in a few months, I would be looking at Sweden being a hot, hot pick uh, for the title. Obviously, Norway as well. Uh, so Denmark, the returning champions. I think a lot of countries around the world are really worried. The Nordic Masters, probably one of the greatest concentrations of Age Sigmar players uh, in a while. So um, what a great event. So shout out to Norway. That should be cool. Anyway, uh, we're going to be looking at four events across this weekend. Uh, that event also happened as well. The one I just talked about, the Nordic Masters. And we have got 234 players playing across across three different countries as always unfortunately we're waiting for the back scroll update but they have said uh that the 40k one is on thursday the thursday coming so that does mean if i've done my maths right uh that the back scroll update for age sigma should be landing on the 8th of february on the 8th of february so be interested to see what that looks like and i'm looking forward to it if you've uh, got games or events in the future you want to let us know please do let us know and again if you intend any events and you want to post a bunch of pictures to our discord or anything like that so we can see them ahead of time that'd be cool anyway let's go look at the event results thank you to everyone on the Oswald Gamer patreon uh for supporting me so that i can make this content otherwise we won't be able to do it let's get on to it the first event we're going to look at is an incredibly famous one. It's Call to Glory 2024. This is what you would sometimes be heard referred to as CanCon because it's held at the CanCon convention in Canberra in Australia, uh, which is great. Previously, last year, I think we were up to like 3, 250, 300 players. So I had a bit of a drop off uh, from this year to last, but you do have to remember the organizers have changed over. Also, CanCon or Call to Glory, which is at CanCon, is an event where it's ensconced inside of a larger convention and that larger convention takes a significant portion of the money. So even though the event has been bigger uh, year on year for several years, uh, the organizers have never been able to reconstitute that into you know a better environment for their players or more terrain or other stuff like that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which is a real shame. Um, uh, but anyway, we still had 180 players playing at Court of Glory, which is great. Still a massive event uh, that kicked off. Big enough, in fact, that this year they copied or like have adopted, that's probably the better way of saying it, they've adopted the process of the top eight cut that you see in the USA, where obviously all the players compete up until uh, round five. When round five is over, they declare a best overall. Shout out to Sam Morgan uh, for being the best overall. And then uh, they uh, push the other eight players or the top eight players over into a top cut to battle it out. This was for the best general, but also I think for like a golden ticket, which is Games Workshop's pyramid scheme that they run uh, for their World, World Warhammer Championships, where uh, they steal money from local communities to send people uh, to uh, their 
paid for advertising event uh, online uh, that they do in America. So, uh, so those top eight, eight people were competing. Not all of the people that qualified to be in the top eight wanted to play in the top eight because uh, they had to go get planes and other stuff because Canberra's uh, pretty like nondescript town where most people don't live. So, but the eight people who were playing were Nathan Thompson, Joel Graham, Luca Forrester, Jane Hargreaves, Peter Bates, Dave Kerr, Anthony Quilty, and Zach Rockman. Congratulations to all of those guys. Nathan Thompson in this elimination bracket of eight players. Nathan Thompson was able to win the event, beating Joel Graham in the final uh, of this event with his Caradron Overlords. So, with his Caradron Overlords, he was running Barak Nar with the Arcanal Admiral, the Aether Chemist, the Aether Etheric Navigator. And where this list becomes different to lists that we've seen previously for Carriage and Overlords is two, two lots of 20 Arcanal Company. Then he had 15 Thunderers, which is very common inside an Ironclad. And then he had a Gunstruck Gun Hauler and a single unit of three Engine Riggers. Normally, we will see more Engine Riggers because of the recursion or the healing, at least, they can put into the big boats like the Ironclad or the Frigates when they're played. We very much never see uh, buffed up units of Arcanaut Company. So that's a nice little um, nice little unique thing that has been uh, unique to Nathan's list, which is very, very cool. Love to hear his thoughts on why. Carriage and Overlords right now in the stats, or at least on the TSN stats, are setting at around a 58% win rate uh, with and, and doing really well. But Nathan should be really chuffed. He played a very tough field to get here. He even won a mirror match in the um, in the semifinals, which is awesome. Uh, and because you love a mirror match, like it's like, oh, there's two carriage and overlords in the field, right? Let's play each other. Okay, I'm the best. I'm going through to the final. That's a nice little that's a nice little flex. I love that. So well done to Nathan. Joe Graham with his Fresh Eat Courts. This is his old Fresh Eat Courts book. Uh, so I won't bother going through the list because obviously the book isn't really relevant anymore. Congratulations to Joel. Uh, then Luke Forrester also with his Carriage and Overlords. He was running Barrett Nar. He had uh, a Brock Grungson. Engine Master with Engine Harness, two lots of ten arc, sorry, three lots of ten Arcanaut, nine Engine Riggers, which is much more common for all the healing, as I talked about, a gun hauler, and then that Arcanaut frigate. But the key bit here, key bit here, sorry, is that he had Gotrek. Gotrek in his list as well. Gotrek very popular right now because of his ability to sustain on an objective and at least give the Carriage and Overlords player the opportunity to be in two places at once. Normally they move to an area, do all their shooting, and then combat's an issue. That's why you see things like Endron Riggers because they can disembark and do some good fighting. Uh, but they are fairly fragile, whereas Gotrek isn't. So it's unsurprising to see him in there. Then we had Jaden Hargreaves with his good old Magikin of Nurgle. And this is a classic at this point. Glockin. Orgot, Steaman, Spew, Blowbrot, Spawn, all in the Befouling Host sub-faction for the extra summoning. Sloppity Barpiper in the list initially. Oftentimes you'll see Sloppity summoned in as the first summon you get in the Befouling Host, but he decided to put him in the list. Then three units of 10 Plague Bearers, which are just meant to hold objectives and countercharge, and then pin units in, thanks to Glockin's uh, command ability, which I think should be falling out of favour. Nurgle currently sat on a 58% win rate, uh, especially Befouling Host. Very good. Glockin builds uh, are pushing towards near 60. They're very effective. But with the introduction of Cities of Sigmar and the Command Core stealing a command ability, the Glockin only be able to do this Blitzkrieg command ability 50% of the time is game-changing, uh, seeing as that's how they're built. A beast of Nurgling here as well. Some units of Nurglings. Very cool, very cool list. Which might be going out of favour thanks to the Command Core. Peter Bates with his Seraphon. 
running Starborn Fangs of Sotek. Again, Starborn Fangs of Sotek are over 55% win rate. However, if you're running all lizards, they're below 45%. So while you do look at the Seraphon win rate and you see it below 55, Starborn lists are doing much better. Anyway, Slan Star Master, this is in Fangs of Sotek. Skink Starseer, Lord Croak, Soros Ashtoth Banabera, Skink Star Priest, and the Pontifex Sinestra is in the list as well. So not the Command Core, but instead Cities of Sigmar character Pontifex being allied in. And this is because, as you remember, it's able to do more mortal wounds to enemy heroes, wizards, and priests at the other side of the board uh, thanks to a prayer. And it's board-wide, which obviously keys in so nicely with all of the mortal wounds that you're doing from Croak, you're doing from Comet's Call, and you're doing from uh, the Celestial Call Points, Explosion Bomb, and also the Realm Shaper uh, really stacks that all up. Unit of Saurus Warriors, two lots of 10 Skinks, five Saurus Guard, and then two units, and this is cute, two units of Allied Vanguard Hunters. Uh, as well, so from the Stormcast Eternals. This is quite fun. It gives them some board presence. One of the things that the Seraphon struggle to do is move out from that castle that they build themselves into where they do all their mortal wound spam. So being able to pop from the sides of these hunters is a fucking cool flex. Uh, and I love that. So well done to uh, Peter Bates. Dave Kerr. Now this is a spicy bit of info. So Dave Kerr running exactly the same Ogamore tribes list as Karsten, the Meat King over from Canada, if you've been paying attention, uh, and both of them with absolutely the same ogre meat energy. <laughs> uh, and they both submitted the same list. Uh, uh, Carson took it to LVO, got into the top eight with his uh, Meat Fist uh, army. And then uh, Dave submitted exactly the same list. And now it's important to remember that while Carson has been running that list for a long time, uh, Dave and Carson both submitted their list, one to LVO, one to CanCon at Pretty much the same time, so there's no like referential stuff here, which is good. So I love that. So big meat energy. Anyway, meat fist army, a butcher, a fire belly, and then a frostal and stonehorn. Uh, and that's just because a frostal and stonehorn is just so quintessential to an Ogamore tribe's army, thanks to, of course, the uh, the monstrous action, which is just so impactful in the game. It's, it's insanely good. Being uniquely tied to that character means you're always going to bring that character, basically. Two units of four Iron Guts, amazing in combat. Just think of them as chosen. Six Ogre Gluttons, six Ogre Gluttons, 20 Noblars, and an Iron Blaster to keep them honest, uh, which is really interesting. In the right situation, Iron Blaster, when it does pop off, is going to do some really solid work, not committing enough points to just some guns that your opponent is going to worry, because shoot to combat, obviously. So then you could just launch everything, do loads of damage, which is cool. Then Anthony Quilty with Soulblight Gravelords. This is quite a fun list, actually. It's like an MSU uh, list, that we so multiple small units that we saw previously. Um, sorry, we saw lists like this list previously, uh, but he's broken it up into being more multiple small units, which I think is really fun. He's got the Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon in Legion of Blood, uh, which means um, he's going to get the like the plus one attack and no wards and all that other stuff. Then he's got Neferata. Neferata is obviously going to be able to give the unrendable save out. And then a White King on Skeletal Steed. Then three units of Black Knights as core. Black Knights are really good at the minute. Very point sufficient. Actually quite good. Uh, really like them. And then two units of five Blood Knights and the Felbats. So he's got three ish major threats in the Blood Knights, the Vampire Lord uh, as well. Neferat and the Vampire Lord have got loads of sustain thanks to the hunger. You can just summon units back, which is great, really solid list. Uh, and then 
Uh, our final list is Zach Rockman running the big war. So we got Uruk War Chanter twice, Uruk Mega Boss with a Destroyer Artifact, Weird Knob Shaman, Wurgog Prophet, Swamp Caller Shaman with Pot Grot, uh, and then two lots of five brutes, sorry, three lots of five brutes, um, three lots of, uh, and then uh, 20 shooters, six Bolt Boys, three Gorg Runters, and then three units of three Brute Ragers, uh, which for 100 points are really good. And committing them to be three units of three versus one unit of six means he's got lots of options for multi-charges, which I think is really nice uh, and really, really fun. It gives him lots of options, a lot more output you will see from uh, some of the other Uruk Warclan's army, so it's just a lot more aggro. Uh, he's obviously got the Wurgog Prophet for all the Mortal Wounds, which is how it's built. Uh, this will be an interesting list post-Battle Scroll. They got a massive boost, Big War, from the last Battle Scroll for being able to get two free Pity Battle Tactics. So depending on how they go now, it'll be interesting. Anyway, shout out to everyone at CanCon. There are a bunch of other uh, people in the 4-1 bracket. We're not going to go through it because we do have the upcoming uh, Battle Scroll update, at which point I normally look at all these lists to give me some idea of what like the meta's shaping up to be, how things are working, those sorts of things. But instead, I'm not going to do that. So I'm just going to shout them out. In the 4-1 bracket, Peter Bates of Seraphon, Nathan Thompson of KO, who ended up winning the event, Dave Kerr with his Oakmore Tribes, Jaden Hargreaves um, with his Maggot Kin, Gary Chen with his Sylvaneth, Liam Burnett Blue with his Hedonites, which is good. They didn't have a particularly good win rate at this event. Uh, Hedonites, uh, Liam's just a great player, uh, but there's not much to say that's different to like Worlds list you saw last year. Bliss Barbs uh, in the list with the Contort Epitome. Uh, Jake Gunning with Soblight Gravelords, Mitch Bug with his Iron Jaws, Jason Mushi with his Daughters of Cain, Jet Griffiths with Soblight Gravelords, Thomas Oliver with Seraphon, Luca with Caradron, Bob Van Emmerich with Soulblight, Patrick Nevin with his Soulblight, Lau Leafding with his Soulblight, uh, James Hallam with his Blades of Corn, Jonathan Oakley with his Oceaarchs, uh, Michael Clark with his Skaven, Ashley Ellis with Stormcast, Sam Green with his Gloom Sprites, uh, Phil Kuhn with his Slaves to Darkness, Ryan Chemley with his Soulblights, Christian Bug with his Fresh Eater Courts, Mark Noge with his Seraphon, Justin Clark with Slaves to Darkness, Jeremy Page with his Soulblights, Stephen Nuttall with his Soulblights, uh, Jacob Strachan with his Lumineth uh, is the is the first three two he got in there. Lot of soul black grave lords in that four one category. Uh, I think it's fair to say uh, we could do more of a breakdown. Some of the armies are missing. Shout out to Gary Chen for hitting up that awesome Sylvaneth four one as well. Anyway, CanCon's a great place. The Australian community is absolutely awesome. They've got some great team events as well. Uh, shout out to Gabe and all the guys up there uh, that have their team event. Um, and so if you get an opportunity to go over there and play, you should. Wonderful community and super fun. The next event we're going to look at is Du Bois. Du Bois. Uh, in upstate New York, organized by Joshua Keel. Shout out to Joshua. Um, uh, thank you for organizing a great event up there for all the wonderful people. We had 30 players battling it out over here. And our winning player was Sean O'Shaunzi of the Bussy Hammer Club. And he was running a big war army list. He had got... A Wurgog Prophet, an Uruk Weird Knob Shaman, a War Chanter times two, Gobsprack, 10R, 10 Brutes, sorry, 10R Boys, and 10 Brutes, another 10R Boys, then six Ragers, six Gore Grunters. So instead of having the more multiple small units that we saw from the previous Big Wild list that was doing well over in Australia, this is more condensed, those units into greater point sinks, but far more output in the right situation and maybe that's what you need with these um you know these 
Uruk armies. Wurgal Prophet does what he does, does a ton of more wounds. Uh, Gobsrak is very good for shutting down magic as well. In fact, excellent. In the meta that we're in now, Gobsrak for 240 points feels amazing. And it's actually really great to see him on the tabletop, even though his utility is pretty weak. Um, you know, I would like to see Age of Sigma 4 Gobsrak to get a 350-point war scroll and make him much more effective. Uh, but he's good in the meta as we are now, which feels very, very good. So shout out to um, shout out to Shauna Shaunzi. Should be super chuffed with himself. Well done. Looking at the four ones, we've got some great players and some cool lists. We've got two OCR Bone Reapers lists being played by Ross McCune and Oscar Savastoyi. I definitely got that wrong. Apologize. And then I did... <laughs> Oscar Savastio, I think I've got that better. And then Zachary McComb, also in a 4-1. And then Logan Vander Walker with his Slaves to Darkness, Knights of the Empty Throne list. Okay, let's look at the OBR lists. We've got uh, Mortis Praetorians, who countercharge, which is very fun, very in vogue at the moment. Arkan, Mortisen, Mortisen Ossifector times two which is pretty unique as well. You don't normally see that with Dark Acolyte, so the extra spell, well, the unstoppable spell, and the Gothazar's Cartouche for the plus one to wound. Then 20 Immortus Guard, um, and then, no, sorry. Obviously not 20 Immortus Guard. What I meant to say was three Immortus Guard. And then a unit of, I think, four Morgas Archai, another unit of four uh, Morgas Harbingers, and then a unit of Death Riders. So in my personal opinion, I think both the Archive and the Harbingers might be seeing a points increase in the future because Bone Reaper is still doing so, so well, uh, but maybe the players are just brilliant. Then you have another Mortis Praetorian list, uh, and this has got Arcan, Catacross, a Bone Shaper, and an Ostefector, as opposed to two Bone Shapers. And then a unit of Death Riders, a unit of Archive, and then two units of three in Mortis Guard. So same thing, Bodyguard the characters, just have great armor saves. You know, will Catacross fall out of favor now? Because his command ability can be stopped by that four plus from City Sigma. Great question. Not really sure, but we might see if we get a points increase and in everything for OCRs as well, they might be starting to fall out of favor, but they're definitely popular as is. Our big wild list Mega Boss, War Chanter, Weird Knob Shaman, Wurgog Prophet, Gobsprack, and War Chanter. Unit of 10 Gut Rippers, Brutes, Brutes. Unit of six rages and then Gore Grunters. So everything I said about the last big wild list applies here. And then our Slaves of Darkness Knights and Empty Throne list, Chaos Lord, Chaos Lord on Karkadrak, then ten Knights of Nurgle, six Varangard of Corn, six Varangard of Corn. Uh, so you've got a unit that's pinning units in with the Chaos Knights, and then you're just going to be slapping them with the Varangard. The whole army is incredibly fast as well, uh, because obviously run and charge and all that other stuff. Great little event. I hope everyone... Uh, and also, just a shout out to Mike. Mike didn't go 4-1, uh, but he did build himself a display board here, Mike Mullis, with his, uh, his Meat Fist attack army. Look at the display boards. That's super fun. Look at this. This is cool. If you listen to the podcast, you can't see it. I'm describing uh, a unit of uh, ogres uh, t attacking from the inside of a box uh, to the top of the box, which is very, very cool. The next event we are going to look at is the Supendous Age of Sigmar Souptacular that happened in Nottingham at the TSN Arena run by a cutie pie, which is me. It was me. I ran the event, which is fun. We had 24 players playing at the event, which is cool. Uh, very popular. Loads of great players playing. Uh, and the key takeaway from this event this week uh, was, because we hold events, uh, an interesting event pretty much every month, feel free to check them out on Eventbrite, is that there was free soup. It was leek and potato. Let me know in the comments how you feel about that. And I'd gone to a special... Um, 
uh, like bakery and had uh, a bunch of leek and chive scones made, savory scones, as you can see, as you can see here, featured on uh, my uh, celebratory Star Trek um, custom plate, which is there, which is fun. Anyway, there were scones and people enjoyed themselves, which is lovely. Uh, so it was good. Now, in the 5-0 category, we had one player, Matt Goldsborough, Goldsborough, Sorry, of Lithuanian defenders. But he wasn't playing that. He's playing Seraphon, <laughs> uh, and he was running just a Draco's Tale, um, classic Starborn, Slan Star Master, Lord Croak, Ashroth Banabara, Skink Stars here. Then he had. Now this is actually kind of interesting. Fifteen Saurus Guard. Normally you see people go minimum and only have five, but instead he decided he was going to pump it up and have like an almost unkillable amount of Saurus Guard defending his characters, then five more Saurus Guard for a total of 20, two units of 10 Skinks, and then the Pendulum and Malevolent Maelstrom. But the big trick, and he said the winning choice in his list was the Free Guild Command Core, which he was using as a screen to steal CP, a combat block, all at the same time for 170 points. And if any of them were damaged, the Sawbones in the unit could heal them as well. So just very, very potent. That's a great player as well. I think this is the 11th event he's won at the TSN Arena uh, or something. Please come on, someone beat him. That would be great. Uh, but he was able to walk away with the top prize, which was a trophy and a thermos, which is pretty cool, to keep his soup in when he gets at home, which is lovely. Quickly, before we jump into the four ones, I'm just going to shout out my guy, Orpheus. Uh, shout out to Orpheus, who played at the event. Orpheus, I think he's 13. I'm going to be pretty certain, uh, like I think so. He came along with his dad, um, which is cool. Apparently last time he went for one event, I missed him out. And so Orpheus, I'm very sorry. That's my fault. I know that this means a lot to people and I sometimes forget that sometimes. So I'm so sorry. Orpheus, you're a superstar. It's amazing when you see people like Orpheus or Natty and they turn up to an event and they're only like, you know, like, you know, they're teenagers and they're able to play complicated games of Warhammer at an amazing level uh, with adults all around the room and be brilliant. So a special shout out to Orpheus. You should be really proud of yourself. I don't think I would have been able to do that at your age. So I think you're a special type of human. You should be really proud of yourself. Your dad should be proud of you. Uh, so thanks for coming to the event, which is great. Okay, so uh, talking about the four ones, we got Phil Sprignall with his Fire Slayers Greyfeard list, and let me tell you, it's so good. Okay, he's running an Uric Rune Master, an Uric Rune Father, and a Battlesmith. Then he's got two Grimhold Exiles. Don't forget, this is going to give the army run and charge. Then he has Elenia and Elethor from the Lumineth Realm Lords, which are good. He can turn a piece of terrain into a Wildwood, which means he then can put his characters into cover, which is very, very nice. Then he's got a unit of five Auric Hearth Guard and then two units of ten Volkite Berserkers. And I don't know what you're asking yourself, Rob. If he's got such little units like the Volkites, then where the hell are his points being spent? Well, he has two Grimwrath Berserkers and then one, two, three, four, five Doomseekers, each of which were individually um, uh, kitbashed in his army. He had like 21 units. He also uh, won best army at the event for cool, well, cool, coolest army at the event, which is really great. Uh, and then he has the Aether Void Pendulum and the Molten Infernoth in his list as well. Uh, so he's just able to do a ton of mortal wounds uh, from the spells and then do a ton of damage in melee from all of those units, which is just very interesting. However, that uh, MSU army really struggled when playing. His only loss was to Matt with his 
Seraphon list. So a great list, an army really well built, looks lovely, great human being, just great. Phil Springfield, 11 out of 10 person. Now, uh, talking about another 11 out of 10 person, 24 out of 10, Dominic Stonebridge of the Nine Inch Fails as well, club mate to Phil. Um, Dom is a hobby hero and a legend. He was playing with his Gloomspite Gits and he's playing King's Gits. He had a Dankhold Trog Boss, Marv the Magic Mushroom, which is Scragrot the Loon King. Uh, then he had a Madcap Shaman and he had Trug the Trogoth King, 20 Maloon Clan Stabbers, two units of six Rock Guts. He had the Gobblepalooza, Loon Smasher Fanatics, and Spore Splatter Fanatics. He had a great game leading up to his only loss against Matt. Uh, however, unfortunately, one of the things that happened was he failed a couple of charges and was unable to re-roll those charges because the command core that Matt brought along with him from Cities of Sigmar stole the command ability so he wasn't able to re-roll the charges, which was telling uh very telling but a tough matchup uh in the final round there very very exciting and trogs are in a really interesting place i think that they're very challenging uh for people to deal with the rock guts especially it's nice to see some stabbers actually screening out and then if you charge the stabbers you're going to get hit with some loon smasher fanatics so you've got some real good punch there then you've also got scragrot for doing long range attacks as well but if you don't roll well on Trug, if you don't get the five-up ward save, then you're in a tough position, which I think is interesting. Uh, what's the range of the command core stopper command? It's board wide. Uh, it's absolutely it's board wide. Infinite range, which is pretty amazing. And then finally, uh, our last four one is our Cities of Sigmar. Um, Greywater Fastness list being played by Birthday Boy Toby. It was his birthday on Sunday. He was playing with a steam tank commander called Leonardo da Vinci, uh, which was a fully 3D printed steam tank army. His Leonardo da Vinci was a bear tank. It was like a tank on top of a bear. It was very cool. We did do some streamed games of it if you want to check it out. Then he had uh, an Alchemite Warforger. He had two of those, so he was giving plus one save out to everyone and also sixes to hit two mortal wounds. He had the Pontifex as well for a five-up ward save. Then he had the Free Guild Command Core, which we've talked about lots. Then he had one, two, three, four, five Steam Tanks in his list in addition. His uh, Command Trait, Divine Champion, uh, meant that he was able to issue, or maybe the Steam Tank Commander is able to just issue two commands, one to himself and one to another Steam Tank, meaning he could do double Unleash Hell, which is nice, double plus one to hit, which is also good as well. That was very, very effective. The plus one save on the Steam Tanks is really good, giving them plus one save, then a five at ward save from Zanestra. Then if you want to, of course, uh, you can heal them from the Command Core, uh, who could do loads of healing. So even if you don't aren't able to kill one, you could potentially heal loads of wounds back. So very defensive and unsurprisingly, very tanky. Uh, anyway, I want to thank everyone who was at the event. They were great. Just great, great environment to play games with those people. That is the wrap-up for the stats this week. And while we had some major events like... Uh, last week, I think a lot of these events are um, a little bit of a shame that they're happening now, pre the Battle Scroll, before we're using, uh, we're seeing what the Battle Scroll does to the balance updates. However, there is obviously still some standouts. Carriage and Overlords, Soulblight Gravelords, Seraphon are all very, very common. And even though we saw Cities of Sigma spike up last week, and we've seen a couple of instances of them here, there is some real oppressive top tier armies. Soulblight Gravelords definitely stands out looking at the CanCon results. As an example, corn seems to have dropped off a little bit, which I think is interesting. But maybe that's just this. Maybe that's just this week. Um, but it's it's really exciting to see um, a bunch of armies. But I would say that the top end 
of the better is a little bit thinner and doesn't have quite as many uh, armies in. Like there wasn't many Lumineth. There wasn't. A, there definitely wasn't any. Um, there was a, like a Sylvaneth. There wasn't many like Night Haunt as an example. Some of those armies were clearly missing. Ideneth or another uh, list that were missing as well. But we do know sharks are good. But I do wonder if people are already starting to pivot away. They don't really know what's happening at the moment because of the Battle Scroll update. Command Court, as I've talked about is affecting many armies. The Blitzkrieg army from Nurgle, definitely. It's also definitely affecting the um, uh, the uh, Osir Bone Reapers armies as well. I think that's the thing as well. No Zinch lists is another thing. Missing quite a few of those. Sinesh has obviously aggressively fallen off, um, uh, even though we did see it uh, being played at CanCon on a 4-1. Well done to Liam. Uh, so I do think there's some armies that are really struggling. And... I'd love to see those addressed in the battle scroll versus everything else. So I hope you've enjoyed listening to the Stat Center. Thank you very much for uh, watching, obviously. If you do like it, like, subscribe, leave some comments, share with your friends, all those other things. Uh, I hope you enjoy uh, everything that we do. And I want to thank you as always for listening. And I want to thank the chat for hanging out with me while we look through all the lists. Thanks very much. See you soon.